is on the block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Oh, happy to be with you here on a Monday. It is time for On the Block, uh, the part of the day I, I look forward to the most, obviously. Uh, Strick as well. Strick, uh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. The storms was trying to scare me a little bit. You know, normally when you're in Florida, they just kind of hit and they pass over. But they, I got out of there, I guess there was a really big one that kind of popped through uh, oh. last week. And uh, so I was kind of glad I kind of <laughs> missed that move one. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, not too bad of a weekend for Nebraska football either. Of course, they had their Friday Night Lights camp in. Uh, a lot of different uh, different people from around the state, from outside the state, um, coming in, making their, their appearances. And uh, very, very cool. A lot of connections made. You feel like strengthened um, ties with certain recruits, especially, you know, Malachi Coleman was uh, pretty uh pretty straightforward about how much he loved this recruiting visit that he was on. Um, basically said it's kind of set the standard for his recruiting visits moving forward. Even said that uh, his uh, that uh, wide receiver coach, uh, which is kind of interesting because Malachi Coleman um, is going to have an opportunity to play. He's, he's probably probably more of an athlete. And, you know, he could play wide receiver. He could play on the defensive side of the ball. I thought it was kind of interesting the, uh, the picture that, that he tweeted out. Um, uh, with uh, with Mickey Joseph, which is he, Mickey Joseph is throwing up the uh, the throwing bones. up the bones, <laughs> and Malachi Coleman is kind of patting his head or whatever, and it's like, huh? Does that mean that they're recruiting him on the defensive side of the ball? You kind of yeah. wonder. But either way, he's very impressed. Maybe they want him as a wide receiver too, because he did say um, Mickey Joseph, and he and he worded it this way, and maybe it's just a mistake. And he's a fresh, you know, he's a high school kid, so sometimes we look too much into it. But he said Mickey Joseph is gonna be a father figure to him um, for the four years down the line, and so. Um, or, you know, that could be the case regardless of whether he comes to Nebraska. You can make those connections with outside coaches. Did you ever um, have coaches that you didn't necessarily play for that you ended up having connections with or um, at least – or do they, they kind of text you for a while or I guess back in the day call you for a little bit and then it fades off when they realize they're not going to get you? Well, I think there was uh, – well, the crazy thing about it was uh, my Kansas recruiter was Mark Turgeon. Oh, okay. And um, – so I had an opportunity. I think we lost a really close game. I want to say it was down in Lawrence and uh, had a short conversation with Roy Williams. And he he was just, he was he was enamored with, you know, just the way and the style that I played. And he acknowledged that in words of affirmation to me. And he basically said, you know, uh, Strick, we would have, we would have been on you. Yeah. Had it not been for Rex Walters, uh, Rex had just signed, and that kind of took them off of me, and uh, rightfully so. And he he basically said, you know, man, you're you're a hell of a player, and you know, we sure we sure wanted you, but you know, we got Rex, and oh, yeah. it kind of passed. So those things were always good to hear. Those types of affirmations that you had. I mean, um, 
you know, somebody that was a tremendous figure to me. I mean, actually, I signed my contract on the – well, I didn't sign it on there, but it got negotiated on the golf course. And uh, I tell people that, you know, you just never know who you'll meet and um, what type of conversations that will go on on a golf course. Yeah. And, 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 and I tell young players and young people, I just learn to play because – you're talking about four hours plus, possibly, you know, if you get out early, maybe three, three and a half um, of time spent intimately with a specific person where conversations and, you know, understanding of a person and their goals and aspirations and things that they want to accomplish or things that they're doing or how they perceive you or, or in a way that you would be able to, you know, maybe they may know of you or they may have a perception of you or a way of, of that maybe somebody had said or spoke of you, but don't really know. And it gives individuals that time. And that's what happened with me and Don Nelson. I mean, he's one of those guys for me that I, I will never forget. And, I, you know, he's in Hawaii. He spends a lot of time there now. Um, you know, I think his health wavers some. But uh, he's he was a tremendous, you know, person that just he, he loved you on, on you in his own kind of way. And so for me, that was that was an important thing. And, and we negotiated that deal right there on the spot. He told me what he thought of me, how he felt about the way that I, I played the game. And so, yeah, I, I would say Don Nelson was one of those type of guys in those times of affirmation from a coach that kind of just speaks to your heart, gives you the will to drive, to continue to press and, and push. Yeah, those are important times. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny too because there is, I mean, there is a lot of bun <laughs> business done on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, we always criticize, or I shouldn't say we, but I suppose the opposite party, whoever it is, will criticize the president for whatever how many hours he's spending on the golf course. He's probably doing business a lot of times, or like you know making uh, connections, like you're saying. So it, it is, it's kind of interesting how much you. Know, I wonder uh, if they, if at some point there could be some type of calculation on how much business gets done on a golf course. What I like about this this particular instance is that you're getting kind of an internal viewpoint on Mickey Joseph and you know the impact that he has on some of the young men that he's touching um I I, I, I don't want that to be missed or overlooked I mean obviously Trey was one that came because of the relationships that was established uh, there at LSU um but the thing I love about Mickey in this specific instance is that it's he's he's not just honed or focused in on his own room you know I, I i think mickey has the ability to touch multiple uh rooms just because of you know his charisma and the way that he's able to kind of speak to the heart of matters and then and that's a unique skill that's a skill set that's not something that comes easy for people because some people that have conversations with some of these young men of the day uh, it's definitely different because of social media and just so many other things that come into play. Um, the way it is now, Bach, there's there sometimes comes across um, some potential lacks of not being authentic. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, I could be talking to you or somebody could be talking to you and it comes off like the car salesman that's down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you, you know, but... There are certain people, and I think Tom Osborne had that too. You know, there's certain people like that that when they speak to you, it 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 doesn't just speak to the surface of the matter. You actually feel that they care. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think Mickey has that skill set, and, and it, it'll it'll behoove him and, and do well for him uh, if he continues to uh, you know stay around. Hopefully, he will. Well, and certainly you've got uh, you, you've got the the work that he's done too on paper that he can present to you is you know show him what he's done yeah. at LSU. Um, that certainly doesn't hurt either. But you're right; it goes beyond that. He's making connections um, to where kids will say, like you know, he could be a father figure to me. That's not a yeah. um, that's not something that probably gets thrown around a lot. Um, you know, that's a, that's a <laughs> that's quite something to say about somebody. So um, I can't wait to see what Mickey Joseph does here. Well, here's the awesome thing about that. Yeah. I think he learned that from Tom oh, yeah. because there's, there's, there's story and clusters told me this story and others have told me that when they sat down with his mom, Tom looked in, at them in the eye and whatever he said, they, there's not any internal information as to how he said it or what right. he said, but whatever he said, his mom said, I don't care who else comes or who else you're going to Nebraska. Oh, that's right. I did, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think him being in that moment understood and understands what those types of authentic connections mean. And it's tough in the day of the NIL bag. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it, it's tough because sometimes it goes beyond the scope. It goes from where you are, where you live, how you live, that sometimes can make – more than the connection yeah. be separated. So it's a, it's kind of a tough thing, especially to recruit in these days. It is going to be interesting to see how much that impacts things. Obviously, um, we, you know, you know, we're not privy to the information about what, you know, what is offered or said or whatever um, along those lines. But for a guy like Mickey Joseph that can, um, both show his track record and make that sort of connection. Um, it, it shouldn't be lost that that's still um, going to weigh heavily into what a lot of these kids are making their decisions. And we're seeing, you know, we're seeing that with Mickey Joseph's room. Um, certainly Nebraska is not um, one of the schools that's struggling in the NIL category. So again, you don't necessarily know how much that's helping, but um, I think there's this idea now that um, the highest bidder is going to, to win every time. And I think that they probably, um, you probably got to be in the neighborhood of the highest bidder, you know, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's still, you know, those things that still matter in recruiting. Um, how many games can your family come and see, you know, mm -hmm. is, are you mm -hmm. meeting somebody that's going to develop you as a young man? Um, you and know, I think early, that's the yeah. time to make the, what you're saying happens early in the process. Those things have to be established early. And it's similar as I'm reminded of people that have gone to universities that may if they felt were the best fit for them. But when they came to the second time around, it it it, it went away from Evaporated that. Huh? That part, yeah. it came to the relationship that somebody showed or, as you said, stayed the course every now and then, you know, maybe check in man. I hope all things are all right with you. You know, or something word that just leaves a, just a little bit of seed there that once something happens or goes the opposite way of maybe what you expected, it changes that dynamic. And it goes back to remembrance of who it was that spoke life to you, you know, authentically. Yeah, um, I, I just I, I'm fascinated um, by the Mickey Joseph storyline almost in, in, in this Nebraska football season is going to be fascinating because I don't think it's any more um, a surprise that a coach or two is retained if a staff is let go, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he certainly would be kind of prime for that. Um, 
obviously you, you hope it doesn't come to that. Obviously, hopefully Scott Frost and, and the whole staff can, can kind of get it turned around. And you have enough wins that you're not thinking, okay, well, who's, who's remaining from this staff? Um, but it is something that I know a lot of people like. I don't know if it's whether people are meeting him or they just love what he's done with his room so far, but there's a, it's a small percentage, don't get me wrong, but there are people that text in and want him to be the next head coach. I go, mm. I don't know, you know, I, I, it would be great for his career. I don't know if Nebraska's, a, you know, a first-time head coach opportunity like that, and, and it'd also be kind of strange to, to go from one former <laughs> quarterback to the next who's less proven in that in that field as far as head coaching goes. Right. Um, but he's certainly making his, his case to be uh, one of the best position coaches, one of the best recruiters in the nation, um, and, and he already is that. I mean, he doesn't have to come to Nebraska to prove that he's just doing so at Nebraska like he's already been doing. So uh, that is – that is a cool storyline to kind of follow here uh, as we lead up to the season and it's recruiting season. So it's kind of fun as good as he's been doing. Um, you also have to give credit to some of these other coaches. Um, Donovan Riola. How about that? The, you know, for a new coach coming in here um, today, Nebraska got a commitment from Brock Knudsen, an in-state Scott's bluff offensive lineman uh, with a lot of offensive linemen as usual, probably has a little bit to grow before he makes a big impact on the field. This upcoming year, obviously, he's in, in high school still. Um, but in any case, it's the third lineman from Nebraska in the recruiting class. Um, their 2023 class, as it is right now, um, full of, of three stars, I suppose. But um, top 25, uh, 25th right now on 24-7 sports. Um, and, uh, and it's it's heavy Nebraska. There's It's their fourth Nebraska kid. You've also got Malachi Coleman, Cade McIntyre, and Maverick Noonan, at least on 24-7 with Nebraska offers ahead of them. So, I mean, you're thinking – Seven, I'm, it'd be hard to see, but you know, sometimes late you offer another Nebraska, and you're seven, eight kids from Nebraska. That would be um, the most. I would have to go back and look, but that's uh, the most in recent memory. Um, just because you usually have you know three or four kids that are good enough for a Nebraska offer, sometimes less. Um, this is just is going to be a fun year for high school football, if nothing else. You also have Zane Flores, the quarterback, who Nebraska is obviously um, going a, a different way with William Watson out there, but he's got an Oklahoma State. Uh, I think he's a commit right now. Um, so, you know, it's just going to be a fun year of high school football coming up with a lot of big time talent that's that's that a, a, a few of these guys at least uh, most of them hopefully will go to Nebraska because when you have a class that that's that talented you need to you need to bring them all in and Nebraska's just again you've got four of them and then you feel like you're in really good positioning uh with Malachi Coleman and you know I, I don't feel like there's any reason to believe they're not right there for Cade McIntyre and Maverick Noonan as well yeah I mean I think uh, listen it's a good thing to know that they're in the mix that these especially in state I oh, think yeah. those are tremendous I mean he's, he's just over 200 nationally um, probably one of the top to be getting on early and to have him express that goes a long way for a top talent to express themselves the way oh yeah um, that he expressed himself about the program and so that's that's good I mean right now you're not hearing anything negative about the way that uh, some of these relationships are being spawned and so I, I they need to continue that track and hopefully they'll have a you know a great season that would go a longer way in that aspect i mean cuz you can talk a good talk but you know how are you going to yeah. perform that's going to be the thing that's going to be important is the performance and i think that's all going to start uh, in late august against northwestern i mean we're going to see a lot 
because if 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 we're starting to see that same trek of lack of discipline, lack of um, you know certain aspects of the game, yeah. i.e., you know special teams, or if there's anything reminiscent of any way it looked, um, you know last year, or you need a big stop, um, you 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 know you need to get off the field. You know, any of those things where you're seeing those big gashes and those, you know, just not being able to get the stop or, you know, you're driving and it just doesn't look like there's no fluidity in the in, in the way that the ball is moving down the field. I mean, then people's mind will start to go back to uh, remembering what it looked like to be three and nine and lose the games in the way that they lost them. And hopefully we can change that dynamic. And it's going to go a long way depending on what they do in the Gist Northwestern out in Ireland. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, and it's another must-win game as as much as Nebraska's last year uh, was the same way in Week 0. And obviously they, they didn't win that one. Uh, I was kind of kind of uh, sad as, as reading um, back on some of the quotes coming out of, of, of some of the games um, you know, from, from years back. And basically it was just like, well, we're close. And you know, it's like, well, things haven't changed, but you do feel like they, they are right there. And I also wonder, especially when you think about Mickey Joseph um, and his success with that, that wide receiver room, um, obviously again, like you said, has to translate to the field. A lot of these guys are um, kind of at their second chance and, and we're, you know, we're, we're highly recruited at, at one time for a reason, but haven't quite had that breakthrough season. So you're going to need a Trey Palmer or, or Marcus Washington or Isaiah Garcia Castaneda or Omar Manning, the guys that are still here um, to, to break through and be that number one to replace Samari Toure. Um, so we'll kind of see who does that or, or how, how that goes along. But I do envision uh, a heavy dose of the passing game. If Nebraska's offensive line um, with, with Donovan Riola can, can, fix the, the, the problems that they had last year. I mean, Adrian Martinez, as much blame as he gets um, for the problems that went down, was constantly pressured. Yeah. And so they need to help that quite a bit, um, whether that's quick passes or whatever they're going to do. But I just envision, like, part of the part of the pitch that Mickey Joseph has right now is obviously his past and what they plan to do. But I think they're going to sling the ball around is what I'm saying. Yeah, and like I think that can move. help the, the wide receiver room down the line too um, if they have a successful enough season um, to retain the entire staff. But again, it's just weird to say that I feel like Mickey Joseph in, in the retention sort of area, arena, has more job security than Scott Frost does right now. But that's that's kind of just the situation it is. Uh, in any case, we'll take- I, I think that's going to be the case with – uh, probably a few of the coaches. I don't. Yeah. I, I. I could. You can't really throw. You know the. Uh, uh, you can't throw the wrench at everybody on the staff. I think someone would come in and evaluate and look at not only how they were able to do recruiting, what type of coaching up they were able to do, what did their specific rooms were they able, what type of success they were able to have. Um, you know, to have a successful season, you need all, you know, a, a good portion. I think personally, you need defense. I think oh, yeah. personally, you need your defensive room to have some success, especially your special teams. If you if you can do well at that, look at Iowa. Iowa offensively wasn't, other than the running game, there was nothing well, spectacular Extremely predictable. And very predictable. Not very good. So when you but but it was their special teams, it was their defense, it was their ability to turn the ball over. If you're able to do things like that, you can still win games because you'll provide great field position. You'll be able to take some of those turnovers and turn them into points. Um, you'll be able to get off when it's time, and you need to get off the field. You know, so it's those things are important. 
you know, one of those areas, if they're whipping that ball around, as long as they're not turning it over, if they're moving, they're keeping their defense fresh, then they could have some success there. And you add into a strong run game and, and hopefully be able to get some some movement up front. Yeah, you can have a pretty strong strong season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there there's a lot of the pieces in play. But again, it, it that's why it, it could almost almost come to um, you know, a lot of a lot of retaining guys and, and letting the one guy go is because um, you know, at some point the, the blame does have to come back on Frost. If you have another year of a very talented team like they did last year that does a lot of the things right, but just can't get the wins. It's like, okay, well, maybe there's something that that, that is still here that seems to be consistent. And, yeah. again, hopefully that's not the case. Um, I thought when Nebraska hired Scott Frost there would be some growing pains. The pains have been far more painful than uh, I think any Nebraska fan had hoped for. Um, but, uh, I, you know, there's, there's still a short list of current head coaches or coaches at all that have gone undefeated in a college football season. I don't care what level you're talking about. That's very difficult to do. So, I mean, I, I still think there's something there for Frost. It's been hard to kind of see at times. But at the other time, again, with as bad as that offensive line was last year, I was very impressed with their total offense numbers. With as bad as the fact that they couldn't get uh, anybody to kick field goals for them very, pretty well, they actually mm-hmm. scored a decently so I mean again they had to overcome some things and and did pretty good job doing so Um, hopefully there's less to overcome this year and I think that could lead to more wins but um, in any case we'll take a quick break here on the block Uh, it is time for Steve Simple now of on three uh, we can say it that's uh, that's where he's working now so on three we'll ask him a little bit about that uh, and uh, some of this uh, recruiting breakdown with Brock Knutson Malachi Coleman uh, very uh, strongly favoring Nebraska at least it sounds like now so we'll catch up on that stuff coming up next year Steve Sipple of on three coming up next on the block on 93.7 The Ticket